Welcome to the Rise Method podcast, where we make fitness information available to everyone. I'm Steve. Let's jump in. The other day, my partner comes into the lounge room and goes, babe, George has got into a primary school. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? Now, for context, my son, George, he's two, two years old. And my partner got really excited that he had gotten into a primary school. So I'm asking, what, what, what do you mean you got into a primary school? I thought primary schools were just, you know, you call up, hey, yo, I got a, my, my son's turning five next year. Like, can you, can you sign him up? But unbeknownst to me, <laughs> primary schools in my area, you need to put them into waiting lists once they're born so that they're ready for primary school in their, when they turn five. Okay, cool. Great. So my son is now in primary school. Yay. Plus one for education. And I really feel for the education system now, especially with the rise of information and, and AI where, you know, the source of information is so easy to come by. You know, you look at things that we all carry around on us, like smartphones, and they're supercomputers in our pocket, and we have access to <laughs> excess amounts of, of, of uh, information, not only information that is factual, also information that is infactual, and so easy to create content like a podcast like this, where students, when they're going to learn, are inundated with information, and we will need to change the education system where it is less important, there is less importance placed on revising and memorizing facts and information and more about that critical thinking side of things. But I respect the education system where we've tried our best to standardize, uniform, and categorize information into sections and then in a learning system be able to grab a dose of education, a standard dose of education. Here is grade five education and then apply that to a student and then they learn that dose of education, a standardized block of education, and then they're able to progress into the next block of education, you know, like the sixth grade and so on. So I respect that idea. And when we're looking at education, we are trying to apply a standardized dose where, okay, you start at this level and then you move up to this level and move up to this level. And in a way, that's very similar to our approaches to training, where we should be looking at it from a staging approach and we should be trying our best to standardize our dose of training, much like much like applying uh, medication uh, to somebody, you know, like pharmaceutical interventions, we have a dose that we can draw like a circle around or a square around, and we can apply that dose to somebody and expect an outcome. And for the longest time in my training experience, a good decade plus of training. I was one to go into the gym and just complete a workout. I would go in and at the start, I would just kind of choose the exercises that I thought were cool, um, that other people were doing, that uh, you know the machine was free, so I would go into that area and, and use that machine or whatever it was. And each time it was a different workout. It wasn't standardized. So my dose of activity that I was applying to myself every other week wasn't uniform. It wasn't the same. So I saw some progress, some results, but it wasn't the expected results that I wanted. I slowly learned about program design and, you know, repeating the same thing over and over again. So my program became a little bit more structured, a little bit more categorized, but it wasn't uniform. So each down to the individual rep, to the set, to the entire workout was different every time. So my body was unable to like adapt to it and grow. It's like going into uh, a school class and, you know, one day is one 
level of intensity, like it's, it's a five out of 10 in, in mental effort. Tuesday is like a 10 out of 10 mental effort. You've got, you know, Mrs. Smith come in and, you know, she's really on the ball with the students. And then, you know, Mr. Craig comes in and he's on the ball with the students. So Tuesday's really hard. Wednesday is all the substitute teachers and they're, you know, just kicking it at the back and they're putting on the movie for the students to watch. And Wednesday's a one out of 10. You get the idea. So every day at school would be different. So you'd expect different results at the end of the time versus if every single day was the same, you'd get a different outcome. So in my training, every day was slightly different in the way that I approached each exercise, the way I approached each, each set, and even down to the way I approached each rep. And one of the biggest ways that I have uh, moved from that beginner to intermediate to an advanced trainee was by standardizing my training as best as I can. Try to standardize and repeat my training as best as I can so that I can find expected results and see progress. So here are some things for you to consider when you're training so that you can standardize your training so that you can progress. So firstly, it starts at an individual rep level, right? So an individual rep level, and what we want to see is that every repetition looks the same. So if you aren't already, set up your smartphone, maybe you're listening to it on this, or a camera, or any sort of device where you can record yourself and simply record your working set and watch back your repetitions. And ideally, you want each rep to look the same. So rep number one looks the same as rep number five, which looks the same as rep number 10. And by look the same, it should be the same range of motion, a very clear start position, a very clear end position. So, you know, moving from point A to point B. An example, let's say a deadlift. So it's really clear that the, de- the bar starts on the floor, that might be point A, and then you stand up into a point where your body is vertical and straight, you know, the knees are locked out, hips are locked out, torso's upright, and that's point B. So very uniform point A to point B. If you're doing something like a bicep curl, again, it should be very clear. This is point A, my arm is straight. And then point B, where my elbow is bent um, to a, a uniformed position. So clear point A to point B. So your range of motion should be uniform and standardized so that you can confidently say, I did five reps and each one of those reps were the same. So that next week, you don't do five reps and instead of moving the bar 20 centimeters, you only move the bar 10 centimeters, you can't say that the dose of exercise you applied is the same over time. Thinking still about the individual rep level, we wanna look at the speed of movement. We want that to be the same. So each rep should have the same speed. And maybe as you progress, there is some loss of speed. We call that velocity, speed velocity, velocity loss. As you progress through your set, so as you get closer to failure, you might not be able to move the bar or the load as fast, but there should be some consistency in the speed of movement, especially in the lowering phase. So at the start, maybe you're feeling fresh, so you lower the, the dumbbell and a bicep curl nice and slow and controlled. And then as you progress through your set, rep number seven, eight, nine, they, the, the lowering phase becomes faster and faster, the rep becomes faster and faster, more slower and slower, that changes the dose of activity that you apply. So then the next week, the next time you try to apply the same dose of exercise, you can't confidently say that it's the same, right? So we're looking at the range of motion, we're looking at the speed of movement, and of course, we're trying to look at the control 
of it. So under the umbrella of control. So if we're moving from point A to point B at a certain speed, we don't want to be uh, trying to accelerate once the arm becomes straight in like a bicep curl and try to bounce off of that connective tissue. So it's not like you're lowering the dumbbell. And then once your arm becomes straight, you bounce off of the bottom position and then move through the, the lifting phase. We want to have a nice control range of motion and lowering phase and then lifting phase. So we're thinking about it from the individual rep level. Next, we wanna look at the actual set level. So we've got, we looked at the individual rep and now we're moving up to the individual set. And we wanna find ways to make each set standardized across the entire time of that exercise, entire time of that workout, so that we can repeat that over time. And when we look at the set, we wanna look at the intensity of that set. And in fancy words, we're trying to look at it from the proximity to failure. So how close you got to a point where you couldn't do another rep. And if you start going down rabbit holes online and looking at what defines failure, where we can say failure where uh, you can't do another rep, failure where you need to cheat a little bit, um, failure where uh, you mentally kind of give up, failure where you run out of breath, failure where the uh, you know whole system breaks, like you rupture a tendon or something, so that would be ultimate failure. So there's different like categories of failure. So for us, we're just gonna say that there's voluntary failure where you, you just put your hand up and say, I can't do another rep. So let's call that failure. So we wanna look at the proximity failure and we could rate that as maybe how many reps you could have done extra to failure. So if you know that 10 reps on a bicep curl is your max and you stop at eight, that may be two reps from failure or two reps in reserve, two RIR. Uh, or in the inverse, you can rate it on a perceived scale of effort, RPE, uh, rate of perceived effort of exertion. And, you know, a eight out of 10 might be eight reps out of 10 maximum or a two hour. Uh, so you might start rating your workouts in that similar way. Over time, you might get fancy and periodize your training where the first week of a meso cycle, like a month of training, you might be training at like three reps away from failure or a seven out of 10 effort. And then week two is an eight out of 10, week three is a nine out of 10, and week four is a 10 out of 10 effort. And you just kind of cycle through that idea because we can't expect to be training at a 10 out of 10 effort all the time. But we want to find a way to make that more uniform and say, okay, I am training at a seven out of 10 or I'm training at an eight out of 10. And despite how uh, stimulated we are in the day or how much food we've eaten, how much water we've drunk and what music's playing, we want to find ways to make the effort the same over time. So the effort the same over time. So that might mean that you scale the load slightly, scale the reps slightly, but we need to find a way to say, yeah, I'm comfortable that that was the same effort. And we can do that objectively by looking at something like the speed of the bar so once you notice the bar start to slow down and that could be experiencing it, you're doing a bench press and you notice that the rep number seven, the bar really starts to slow down, cool. You are confidently in that maybe eight RPE or like two reps in reserve. That's kind of when that idea happens, when it starts to slow down. You might be able to get one, maybe two, and maybe even three reps depending on the execution of the exercise. But if you keep the technique execution the same, the range of motion the same, the tempo the same, you know, that's probably the time where you're close to maybe one, two, three reps 
that you could be able to do when it starts to slow down. So a way to keep each set uniform is to be trained to a point where you notice the load starts to slow down. Either you can feel the load slow down when you're training, or again, if you're reflecting on the footage, you might be able to see the load starting to slow down. Next, when we're looking at it from a workout point of view, we want to be finding some constraints in our workouts so that we're not just uh, padding out and exploding out our workout. And part of that is to do with maybe like a, a, a time-based idea and how much rest we're having. Because if you go into the gym, you do one set and you rest for a minute, you've timed yourself one minute, and then you, then you complete your set. And then uh, let's say someone comes over, starts talking to you, you're having a chat, chin wag, five, 10 minutes later, you're like, oh geez, I forgot I'm here at the gym to train. Then you do another set and you are able to get more reps out or uh, a different experience with the exercise, that whole workout starts to change. The dose of exercise starts to change. So we need to find ways to constrain our workout. And I'm not saying don't be social uh, and I'm not saying to time your workouts. It's about finding that line of, okay, I've had enough rest. I'm here to work out. Um, I'm ready to go for another set. So we need to find ways to constrain and standardize our rest periods. So when we're looking at it from a bigger picture, what things should we be modifying to progress our workout? Whereas what should we be trying to standardize to keep our workouts the same? Because we know that our body adapts to the doses that we apply. Much like our experience with caffeine, if you have one cup of coffee, over time that one cup of coffee doesn't give you the same hits, you need two cups of coffee and, then, and, and so on. And that's how caffeine addictions occur. Kind of the similar idea with training. You know, once you start uh, having one dose of exercise, you might need to progress it. And maybe a less of an addiction uh, example, going back to our education example, you can't rock up to French class and say, bonjour for five years and expect to be fluent at French. You need to progress your French and how challenging it becomes by doing different classes and progressing it that way. So when we're progressing our exercises, things that we're looking for is to one, progress the reps that we do. So we're doing more repetitions and that's a way that we can um, progress our exercise while keeping it within a standardized framework because we can keep the uh, intensity the same where if you are able to do eight reps on a bench press until the bar slows down and then in a month's time, you're able to do nine repetitions on the bench press with the same weight before it slows down, that's a progress, that's progression. So you're able to keep the intensity standardized, but we're increasing the reps. So the reps can change through standardization, but we can see that in a progression and we can also see that in order order regulation. So if you go to the gym and you're just not feeling it that particular day, you could do fewer reps before the bar slows down and that's still a standardized workout, even though it's slightly different intensity loads on the body. Next thing we can progress, of course, is the load. So this tricky one because the percentage load that you increase can change the exercise. So if I'm training at, let's say 80% of my one rep max, I can squat hundred kilos and I'm training with 80 kilos, 80% of my one rep max. That's a different experience to training at hundred kilos. Like my technique is different. My range of motion is different. The tempo is different. So it's a different stimulus. My brain has to work a little bit differently to lift that load maximally. So if we are rapidly changing the load that we're using, that is a different stimulus. So we want to slowly, progressively add load. So in the best way to keep it standardized, we want to actually keep the load kind of similar over time, maybe adding, you know, 2.5, like a little 1.25 kilo plate on each side, 2.5 kilos to the, the bar, or maybe five kilos on the bar at a time. We're not jumping up the loads on the bar by like, you know, 10, 20 kilos from week to week. 
maybe if you're a beginner and you're still learning the technique, you might go from like 40 kilos on a deadlift to 60 kilos on a deadlift over the course of one or two weeks because you're just learning how to deadlift. You have the strength there. You're just trying to figure it out. But that's ways that we can keep the progress going up and then standardizing our workouts. The final thing we can do to uh, change our, our workouts over time that is outside the standardization is modifying that RPE. And that does change it slightly where we might be trying to progress like one rep from week to week. Um, so our RPE might be climbing up from week to week. Um, and that's a very slow way to add that progression, but still keeping within this standardized framework. So you might be breaking the framework slightly, but we're still trying our best to standardize the workout. So the main takeaway here today, folks, is that if you want to see consistent progression in your training, you need to find ways to standardize, uniform and categorize your workouts so that you can confidently say, I have given myself one dose of exercise this week. And then next week, I might be doing one dose of exercise plus one slightly extra over time. That way you can confidently say, all right, on this day, I put in this amount of effort this day, put in this amount of effort this day, I put in this amount of effort so that you don't end up going to school and on Monday it's uh, 5 out of 10, on Tuesday it's 10 out of 10 and on Wednesday you've got some substitute teachers in and it's a 1 out of 10. We want to be having some consistency over our training so that you can see consistent results over time. There you go, folks. If you liked this episode, let me know. I'll catch you in the next one.